You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Want to talk about the game tonight? Hornets play for the first time in a pretty Six long days. time, actually. We had to wait a while. Yeah, almost a week's worth of time before the Hornets have actually played an NBA basketball game. They'll play tonight against the Chicago Bulls, so good to see that. We'll talk about some of the schedule changes, by the way, that we saw from the NBA yesterday. Just different timing for this game, so some tips uh, now set for different times later on this year. We can uh, discuss and just mention that a brief moment. And I also want to mention Zach Lowe's 10 Things articles that have three things at least pertaining to the Charlotte Hornets and their history and maybe some even good things that he mentions about the Hornets this year. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the Panthers because our very own Nada the Scribe, you can find him on Twitter for some of this stuff that you saw on the press conference from Scott Fitterer, the new general manager of the Panthers. That seemed like a weird experience. That seemed like a couple of weird things were going on in that press conference and a kind of uh, a couple of funny things. Nada, how was that press conference from GM Scott? Let, let's start it with this, guys. And, and just pro tip, um, uh, there, there's a <laughs> lot of people that get mad at folks saying thanks for doing this. And I get it because you're old school hard journalist, the big J. Referencing exactly. a certain tweet, yes, possibly. referencing a certain tweet by my friend. But at the same time, they're big J journalists and everything else like that. And folks got mad. There was a tweet. And it's just funny for people saying, thanks for doing this, this, that, and the third. It's just like, yo, this job isn't that serious. And maybe, well, yeah. maybe or maybe I just don't look at it as this serious, which exp- expects my, like, when you look at my career, it kind of explains itself at times. But at the time, at <laughs> certain points, like, we take ourselves too seriously with this. And I get that you, again, there are things like decorum, this, that, and the third. But between that, Elena Getzenberg and her Zoom not working and David Tepper's Zoom not working, it felt like oh, a no. complete 2021 experience. It felt like the ultimate 2021 experience. But I will say this, and I will leave it at this. If you are, and I hate to say this, if you're coming up and you happen to look like me, little, little, like, nugget to grow on. If you start your, if the guy's name is Scott, (laughs) do not say, I'm looking to talk to our new general manager, Scotty. Because you know what you look like? You look like a jackass when you do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) That makes, I don't know, that that brings me genuine laughter. Just imagine how everybody looks at you. You know what it reminds me of? Just this week, we heard somebody call Steph Wardell, and it's the exact opposite, where you're kind of going the official. Go by the name that he's introduced by. Don't try to spice it up. You're going to make moms mad. You're going to make the person mad. I just, just call the person what they are introduced to you by. Don't try to put some spice on it and say Wardell and call Steph by his real name. Don't try to do some nickname, immature juvenile thing and say, I'm looking to talk to Scotty. I mean, now, now, to be <laughs> the fair, Scotty thing makes to me be laugh. Fair, the Wardell one, that was at least Marcus Thompson of the athletic. At least we've heard of that guy. If yeah. no one knows who yeah. you are, 
and you're going, I'm looking to talk to the new GM, Scotty. Like, no, you're not getting an invite back. They're going to revoke your credentials on site. And you know what? I can't say you don't deserve it. <laughs> what a bold move. I don't know. Bold or probably no, dumb. dumb move. Dumb. But also, oh, like, man. Like, again, I hate to take it there, but I wish, again, because unfortunately he looks like me. So it's one of those things like I wish one of the ancestors took him by the vocal cords and told him, no, 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 son. We're not doing that. We want to come back. <laughs> well, I wish I would. I don't wish this, but I kind of secretly do. Somebody would have referenced the owner of the Panthers and said, I'm looking to speak to Davey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish we could have somehow gotten that. Please. Next time somebody refer to David Tepper, then honestly, I'll take you more seriously. If you've got the guts to say, Hey Davey, I got a question for you. I'll take you more seriously. I will read all of your work. I'll also read Zach Lowe's work. Let's get to it and act like try to act like professionals ourselves, even though we both know oh, it's a okay, lost exactly. cause. Um, there are three things that he mentions in the most recent 10 things article, you know, weekly things Zach Lowe puts out on ESPN about the 10 things and they all comprise of things he doesn't like and things he does like. There are three mentions of Charlotte related aspects here. The first one is the Charlotte Bobcats and how they catch yet not a, another stray bullet. If, if for no other reason, if you don't care about pride, if you don't care about just the sake of winning, just for the actual meaning and what it feels like to win, don't have the worst winning percentage in NBA history just so you can avoid catching strays for the next decade and the next decade and the next decade. Because here we are, it's 2021, and that 7-59 and 59 Bobcats team has still taken it, taken it on the chin. I did say tanking it. That's yeah, no, also no, it true. Perfectly. Here's what... <laughs> it did. Here's what Zach Lowe had to say. Uh, he was talking about when players intentionally foul the other team on fast breaks. And he said, how has the NBA not legislated this away? Everybody hates this. Have you met literally anyone who has ever said, quote, I appreciate the strategy behind how that one guy stopped playing basketball and hugged the other guy who was trying to play basketball. If you have, please throw that person down a well and force them to watch every minute of the Charlotte Bobcats 7 and 59 campaign in 2011 and 2012. Why, why did they have to catch look, a stray? Look, as it's, somebody it's that did that, I don't want to go back there. Like, that's not fair. No. That's brutal. And again, it's an insult to me because, again, I was dumb enough to keep watching, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, hey, we won the first game that year. That was supposed to be it. We were supposed to be all right. I mean, not, not really, really no. but after that first game, we were like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, and then it was really bad yeah. after that. Yeah. So there's a stray bullet. That's number one in uh, what Zach Lowe had to say. So he also mentions Dwayne Bacon, nada. And, you know, I, I guess Dwayne Bacon will catch a stray in this podcast. I guess we're the one shooting now. Um, you know, he says, well, Dwayne Bacon, please pass the ball. And all of a Wait, sudden what? I'm reading what I thought. Again, I was reading Zach seen his <laughs> movies. Uh, I, I was reading what I thought was an exact transcript from our podcast last year talking about Dwayne Bacon. He says, I have a soft spot for Bacon's junior varsity Joe Johnson mid-range game. <laughs> he has a combination of physicality and old school smooth that is rare today. Um, and then he would go also on to say, but it would not fry Bacon. Hilarious, Zach. But it would not fry Bacon to pass like 
once <laughs> few fringy role players have ever suffered from this sort of tunnel vision. I mean, how many times have we called him Mr. Tunnel vision yes. on this podcast? Uh, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. Bacon has 13 dimes in 15 games. He's assisted on 5% of Orlando's baskets while on the floor. It is historically rare for a wing to record such a low assist rate. He look often, uh, he looks off open teammates and ignores mismatches. He would also say this. Another thing that we talked about constantly about 80% of bacon's drives have ended with him shooting the highest share in the league. And you can't hog like this when you're shooting 41% and barely producing free throws. So, I mean, it's exactly it's the, the same, same thing. thing that was going on last year. It's this weird thing about Dwayne Bacon where he drives constantly and doesn't get rewarded free throw attempts because of it. It was the same thing that was so odd about his game last year. He's so strong. He's so physical. He said it at the beginning of the season. I believe it was last year that he can get to the rim at will but he doesn't get fouled and then shooting at 41%. That's better than what he was shooting last year. And it's still atrocious. So um, just an update on how it's Here. going for Dwayne Bacon. It's not like the Charlotte Hornets lost out on anything no. by allowing him no, to go what to did Orlando. People expect when he got a two year, basically $3.5 million contract like that. He was going to play within the fit of the offense. This is not, this is who <laughs> Dwayne Bacon is. Time is a flat circle guys. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> If you expected Dwayne Bacon uh, to pass, you are a bigger fool than anybody. Then, like, I don't know what than the person, I, than the person who called uh, Scott Fitter or Scotty. Uh, well, yeah, well, well, no, that, that, that dude is just oblivious, and we'll leave Funk Master Flex to his uh, little, uh, <laughs> like, we'll leave Funk Master Flex to his own devices in, in obscurity. But at the same time, uh, hey, I'll tell you this. Go ahead. But at go the ahead, same time, like. This is, and I guess this is where I'm at with this. Like everybody thought Charlotte was in the wrong for letting Dwayne Bacon go, and when we have these discussions about, oh, Charlotte doesn't know who to keep, who to let go, they they have a hard time identifying talent. They clearly didn't on this one. There was a reason why he was available for so long and available for the cheap, and I'm glad that he got his 3.5 million dollars. But we're seeing why he's kind of just in that eight, nine, 10 guy, because you can't be acting like you're on a 10 day and you got a two year deal basically. All right, let's go take a quick break and let's get to number three. What Zach Lowe mentions, it actually does pertain to this year's Charlotte Hornets and it's a good thing. So we'll talk about that coming up in the next segment on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the only place that we trust and the place that we know has you covered betonline.ag all uh, the only place that we trust when it comes to sports betting. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you can use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online. You're online sports book experts. Zach Lowe likes a power forward on this team. Is it PJ or is it kind of miles? We'll talk about it coming up next on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I you know, <laughs> I just, I spend some time away from the show and you're still the same old Walker. All right. Yeah. <laughs> give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. A plural get. noun. This isn't hard. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. And you can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Real quickly, Nada, you mentioned Funkmaster Flex. And I got to tell you, when the All-Star Game was here in Charlotte, I was trying to figure out the best place to go during the weekend. Yes. Like what was going to be among the coolest parties that one, I could afford and two, I could get into. <laughs> and so I was trying to figure out all those. Like there was some things going on um, in South End, like All American. I think I think Dougie Fresh was over there at All American. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to go check out Dougie Fresh. And then I looked at that bill and I think it was like a hundred, yeah, $150 right. to get in. I'm good on that. I think Snoop Dogg was in town somewhere. And I was like, yeah, I would love to go to that too. But then eventually that concert, that ticket was a little too much. That's basically what it was with any recognized rapper. I think Jeezy might have been in town too. And God, I would have loved to go to Jeezy. That was, that was probably a rap <laughs> at minimum. I looked, I looked at that and I was like, oh my, yeah, there's just no way. So the 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 uh, the um, place that I could go, it was at Lucky's where Funkmaster Flex was DJing that night. And uh, I may or may not have gotten the hookup from somebody I know that was able to get me in. And so I will leave it there. But also, it was awesome. Like, it's funny because we talk about DJs and how good they are, man. Like, you know, you can go to the club or you can go to the bar around here and it's fun. You know, you've got your good ones and your bad ones. The ones that get you moving on the dance floor a little bit more and the ones where you're just like, man, let's bounce. It's not that great. Yo, still to this day, uh, you can tell why Funk Master Flex has made it where he is because that was so much fun. He had the whole he had the whole place popping as much as it possibly could be. And I was cutting a rug in that place. Not a Funk Master Flex. Shout out so to him again. Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. Oh, uh, we'll cut a rug, baby. Now let's go ahead and cut a rug and talk about Miles Bridges, who got a shout out uh, from Zach Lowe on this uh, article that he just released. So now we've talked a lot about Miles Bridges, how he's played a lot better. You know, I, it, it's been documented a ton. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Miles. I was never ready to give up on him, but I was worried about Miles Bridges after last year's performance. I thought defensively he looked lost a lot of times. There was about one month worth of basketball where he looked really good, um, but defensively still needed to grow quite a bit more. I didn't love the playmaking that he had. Um, you know, there, I just was worried about him. This year, I feel really yeah. good about him. You know, there, he's had his moments um, where he hadn't looked great, but overall, very positive on what Miles Bridges has done. And Zach Lowe has kind of taken away that same thing. The headline, number seven on this list for Zach Lowe, Miles Bridges is more than murderous dunks. Bridges is wanted in multiple countries for the snatching of basketball souls, <laughs> most recently that of Chris Boucher. And we all know that dunk. Uh, I mean, that soul snatching, that was amazing. We talked about that dunk after it happened. Um, he said, my spidey senses tingle whenever I see players ready to pass before they touch the ball. They vibrate with impatience. Gimme, gimme. I can't get the ball where it should go. And he was talking about that kind of yes. play with Miles Bridges. So, you know, he's also talking about in this game, you know, references one play. He anticipates Toronto blitzing uh, that Lamelo and Bismack pick and roll. And Biombo eventually flies to the rim. He knows he has a passing lane there. And Miles is able to dish it. You know, he's talking about 
also a comparison between him and a Draymond Green offensively more so than defensively, yeah. but Bridges has passed on 50% of his post-ups and that was even with a Draymond Green's league high just last year. Um, I came into this season thinking a starting lineup that consisted of LaMelo Ball, Devontae Graham, or Terry Rozier, and uh, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, PJ, I thought Miles was the worst passer of all of them. And I think right now what you're seeing is Miles being a really, you know, making a lot of plays, not nearly as bad of a passer as I thought he would be. Um, I think he's improved a lot in that area. So, so anyways, Zach Lowe taking notice of that as well. What are your thoughts on just the uh, extended playmaking of Miles and how valuable that is to him going by forward? Giving him, by James Brayle giving him less to do, we've seen the game expand for Miles Bridges. Because last year, I, again, I know you remember where James Brayle was openly bringing up Kawhi Leonard's name in regards to Miles Bridges. I, again, he put way too much expectation on that man way too soon. And it kind of hampered him. And you see now that Miles can just just stretch his feet out in his new role as a 25-minute bench guy that's going to come in, kick ass, and chew bubblegum, and he's all out of bubblegum at this point. So stuff like that is where like the fact that he's gotten to do less and get figured out the structure in which he works at and then expanding on the structure, oh, okay, I can facilitate a lot more. I can go all out much more and just learning the film game. And the game is like, we always talk about the game slowing down for guys like that. And I think the game has finally slowed down, but at at the same time, he's slowing down, but giving more intensity. And I think that is a beautiful thing to see right now for a guy like miles bridges and the growth. I'm not going to say he's going to be this all NBA kind of guy, but if he maintains a six-man role or something like that, I it's not out of the possibility you see him expand his scoring and at the same time become a six-man of the year candidate for some team if that's if that's what he wants to do going forward. Well, and then that's kind of the prognosis that Zach Lowe has for Miles Bridges, maybe being a decent rotational player, a decent starter on a good team. Maybe he is a very high end backup on a really good team. Who knows? But I feel a lot better about where Miles Bridges could end up after watching him at the beginning of the season. And it's and it's all about the control, right? Like it, I think that was a perfect way of putting it down, uh, putting it um, for him. It's it's that it, the game is slowing down for him. And I, I thought that was a great way to put it with Miles this year. Um, Zach Lowe does mention he needs to find more reliable pathways to score in the half court. Totally agree with that, that, you know, he kind of says some of the stuff we've talked about, you know, it's not like he's the most explosive off of the dribble, you know, blowing by guys. He does say he's a two foot jumper. So, you know, if you, you could be slow, if you're slow to get there, then, Oh God, watch out. That's when your soul leaves your body. Um, but you know, he, it takes him a little while to jolt because he does jump off of two feet. There's a couple things here and there that I, I totally agree with what Zach Lowe is saying. Um, but also the positive things I completely agree with too. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back. We've got one more segment to go. We'll talk about the Charlotte Hornets game against the Chicago Bulls tonight. That's coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Then I clicked on M. Thomas. I'm like, who in the hell is M. Thomas? Matt Thomas is oh, his name. Oh, NBA legend, Matty Thomas. <laughs> he, he, Matt he Thomas. Didn't play at all. I'm pretty sure Matt Thomas <laughs> served me at an Applebee's the other day. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast. By the way, the two podcasts I promoted on the Locked On Podcast Network today features hosts with the last name Bukowski and Stanko. And you're only getting that here on the Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network. You're not getting that anywhere else. I love Stanko and Bukowski. Um, Let's talk about the game tonight, Nada. They're going against the Chicago Bulls. It's been the first time they've played since Saturday, coming off of a three-game losing streak. Certainly an opportunity for the the Hornets to pick up a win against the 6-8 and Chicago Bulls team. Now, they do have two wins in a row, one coming against the Dallas Mavericks on the road, another one coming against the Houston Rockets at home. So two pretty respected teams there, even with the Rockets undergoing a massive change, still got some talent that you can work with, with the Houston Rockets. And that actually stopped a four game losing skid. So Chicago kind of trying to climb back up a little bit here. What do you expect to see this game? What are you looking for in this game? I'm looking for, honestly, I'm just looking to see how sharp this team is after having six days off. Are there, their legs are clearly going to be there, but is the touch going to be there? Is the sharpness in the passing going to be there? And quite honestly, are they going to defend, continue defending? Because if they do defend, then they can win this game. If they don't defend, they're not winning this game. I don't. And also, the other thing I want to look at, what's the rotation going to look like this tonight? We know Cody Zeller is going to be back. We know there's going to be at least eight mm-hmm. guys playing. Is that going to get to nine? Because if it gets to nine... I feel good about this, but if this is going to be a shortened rotation where we know Zeller, Graham, Rogier, Hayward, Ball, Bridges, and Biz, that's it, then I'm not sure I feel good about that. I think it's going to need a little bit of spice from one of those guys that's been on the outside. I'm not sure if it's a McDaniels or if it's going to be one of the Martin twins or it's going to be Malik Monk. Who's going to stand out to be that ninth guy in the rotation for right now? Because if this is going to be eight guys, then I'm not sure it's going to be very, very successful going forward. Um, they're tall. They got some. They got some. Uh, some tall dudes. They're playing in the front court. Chicago does. Laurie Markinen and Wendell Carter are a couple of those guys that you talk about in the starting lineup. And then off of the bench, they go to Thaddeus Young and uh, Daniel Gafford. So. Um, some size that the Chicago Bulls are working with and you got some shooting touch between Markin and Wendell Carter Thad Young just kind of a bulldog that's been in the NBA for a while you know always been a guy that has always been one of the better dudes off of the bench or can start and you feel decent about even as he gets older um, so, and also can step out and hit a three, hit a three last game against the Houston Rockets. So I, I'm kind of looking at the size and, you know, how PJ is able to deal with that and what Cody Zeller and Bismack look tonight, how the kind of minutes, as you mentioned there. And I think Miles Bridges even talked with media saying Cody Zeller coming back that actually it's a big relief for biz and PJ Washington, which that I thought was, was interesting, interesting to yeah, hear from Miles Bridges because I didn't even think about that one. Honestly, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, wait, that's right, because that means less a small ball and small ball gets used in proper situations instead of being a necessity. So then it becomes a luxury to use it against those bigger teams that are slower to getting to the ball. That's huge. So, well, and the other thing that I the reason I take notice of it, it's just because when players say that. I often go to what they're talking about behind the scenes, which means I go to PJ and how much he's talked about 
playing the five and how much it's affected him. It doesn't mean that he's complaining. It doesn't mean that he doesn't like that role, but I wonder how much he's actually saying, man, it does wear on you playing the five. If he's saying that to miles and then miles is just saying, yeah, Cody Zeller coming back. That's really going to help out a PJ and a Bismack. Um, maybe he's just speaking from his own mind. Maybe he's hearing that from PJ behind that, the scenes, but that's kind of the reason why that I look doesn't at make me feel any better about the sustainability of that small ball lineup. Like that, that if PJ is talking about yeah, it yeah. already, or if Milo, yeah, yeah, like that's right. that's not a good thing at all. Like, um, one thing I want to talk about before we end today's podcast. It's not a basketball topic. It's not an NBA topic. It's a huge, huge sports topic, and it's the fact that we lost Hank Aaron today. And not a. We were talking about this before we came on the podcast. We we're talking about a lot surrounding Hank Aaron, but when you talk about among the most influential athletes of all time. And, and and I don't know if I can stress the phrase all time enough when talking about Hank Aaron, you talk about those types of pillars of sports, uh, the, the true decent human being that Hank Aaron was who had to fight through racism while catching Babe Ruth, who was this idol and it's the most revered even sports record at that time that Hank Aaron was chasing after that was owned by a white guy that people loved and embraced because he did it on hot dogs and beer and the white man could certainly recognize with that and they hated this black man who was catching it and all that time Hank Aaron was able to do his job at the highest of levels pass Babe Ruth by 40 home runs and yet be one of the most decent human beings on earth while doing all of that and had every reason justifiable to be the biggest the be the biggest jerk of all time because of everything he had to go through. You talk about a bad one. You talk about one that hurts the sports community in every single way. Losing Hank Aaron today sucked about as badly as I could see anybody in um, in an RIP hashtag that I've seen across my timeline in quite some time. This is a this is one of the toughest. This is the, probably the toughest quote unquote celebrity death that I think I've probably had to deal with for, for quite a while. And this one stinks because no matter what, like you knew about Hank Aaron, but you didn't know about the accomplishments. I remember when I was a when I was a child, always reading about Hank Aaron being the MLB home run king. But they would always mention Sadaharu O as having 800, and just the the uh, accomplishments of a Hank Aaron were always diminished for some reason. And for me, that's always going to stick: is that we never understood the full breadth of what he went through. We just again, you had reporters, unfortunately, describing him as ignoring racism, as if you can ignore hundreds of death threats up again, day upon day upon day, telling people that you're going to die, calling you racial epithets for just doing something as simply as just being excellent at your job. Like when we talk about um. enduring, like he, the fact that here's something that we got to think about racism and the dealing with racism killed sent Jackie Robinson to an early grave. The man didn't make it past his 50s and 60s. Had gray hair well into his 30s and 40s. Hank Aaron managed to survive all that. Do more behind the scenes than we'll ever know. And then on top of that, become be the probably the best ambassador for baseball that we could ever think of and yet he probably still does not get the recognition he deserves. 
I mean, be be the best ambassador baseball could ever come up with. I mean, could yeah. you could you imagine a better ambassador than Hank Aaron? And as you were mentioning, ignoring racism that that could not have been further from the truth. In fact, Hank Aaron not only was he shadowed constantly by the bodyguards and forced to distance himself from teammates with all of these threats, but he kept all those hateful letters and kept them as a reminder. So he didn't even ignore it; he took it on, and he he, he took it on and battled through it to accomplish all that he did. Um, this one's this one's hard. This one's hard as a sports fan. And I'll tell you, man, you talk about all of the goosebumps that still haven't subsided. When I heard Vinny's Vinny, uh, um, um, it, when you when you hear my God, why, why Vin, Vince Scully? Excuse me. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of that name. When you heard Vince Scully's call of Hank Aaron's record breaking home run, they played that today on Greeny and they played it and Vinny and Vince Scully is so happy <laughs> to for Hank Aaron to have broken that record and then uh, to have broken that record. And then you, you think about that call, you listen to it, you think about the moment and, and that one, that one stuck with me you know, to hear that. And then to see Hank Aaron pass away today at the age of 86, somebody that was born in Mobile, Alabama, you know, in the mm-hmm. deep, deep South that rose above all of that to accomplish all he did. What a remarkable, remarkable human being in all aspects that you could possibly measure. That does wrap up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope you have a fun time tonight watching the Charlotte Hornets take on the Chicago Bulls. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Also rejecting the screen. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.